the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. My name is Jim Hacking. And I am Tyson Mutrix. What How you doing, up? buddy? I'm just being weird. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm doing all right, man. How about you? Oh, good. Good to see you. Good to see you. I put in the earbuds because it reminds us every time we use StreamYard to use earbuds. And sometimes there's a lag. I don't know if you noticed that. So I'm testing this out just in case that's what causes the lag. So I think the sound sounds okay. I was making those weird noises because... You know, I have this Mac is probably, I don't know, five, four or five years old and the speaker pops. So I'm going to get a new one and this will be my backup. So I'm excited about that. But anyway, how are well, you hold doing? On, real quick, though, that's the thing about Macs. Those of you that are PC users that knock Macs, the price is because they last forever. I mean, I literally have one that is being in use right now, like full use. And I got it in 2010. Okay, 2010, full use. I mean, it, it's a freaking and it's a beast. It works well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny, though. My speakers have also blown in my Mac laptop, too. So I'm waiting for that new 16-inch M1 processor to come out on the laptop. And once it does, then I'll get the old one, the speakers fixed, and then I'll give it to Noor because it's great. Yeah, so I bought this laptop that I'm on right now. I love it. It's a MacBook Pro. And a month later, you said, hey, man, why don't you wait? Because <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know they they're coming out with a new one. So I was like, gosh, damn it. Well, let's turn to our topic for today, and that is the three, the six systems, three for you, three for me, that neither of us can live without. I thought that was a great idea, and the fun thing was is you came up with that in about 60 seconds flat. I said, what are we going to talk yeah. about? Yeah, you had that thing in your back pocket, I think. Boom. I mean, I've got – you and I both have a bunch of, a bunch of ideas. Not as many as Jay Ruane probably, but Jay Ruane's got – is just an idea machine. Yeah, so I don't really know what had me – thinking about that, but I, I thought it was a good idea. And one of them, there's going to be an overlap with one of them, I think, but I think that that's just shows how important that one system is, but we'll get to that in a second. But no, I think that the, I think it's also a nice little peek behind the curtain for people as to what we have, what systems we have. And I think one's going to be a little bit interesting for most people. They're going to be like, Oh, that's kind of weird that, that that's that important to you. But I don't know. I think it's, it's cool. You want to go with your first one? Yeah. So I tried to put mine in chronological order based on, you know, the, client acquisition and then fulfillment. And so my first one is our system for editing YouTube videos. So 
when I started doing videos five years ago, I was like the one man show. I would shoot the video. I would edit the video. I would upload the video and I would allegedly optimize it for YouTube. Well, then you'll recall we had our old Cracker Jack intern, Kent Richardson, who helped me streamline that process and got me out of the process of doing the editing. And then now my son, Ismail, who's a rising sophomore at San Diego State, he's been editing the videos. And so now all I do is I shoot the video. I edit a little Google Doc that has the title of the video, the subject, you know, like the the little conversation blurb about the video. And then he uses TubeBuddy to put in all of our tags and properly categorize the video. And uh, he edits it and I have nothing to do with it. Sort of like with this podcast, it's sort of the same approach is that, you know, we just create the content as Dean Jackson would say, we're the self-milking cow, you know, where we just do what the little part that we have to do and then everything else is taken care of. I don't even touch the video once I'm done shooting it. I just uploaded the Google Drive and that's the end of it for me. Ours is kind of similar to that. It's not the same, but it's kind of similar. But it's crack intern. It's not cracker jack intern, just so we're clear. You called Kent the cracker jack intern. It's a crack intern. I think that's the phrase. But so my I did not list mine when it comes to chronological order or or anything or but I'm going to rework mine now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go by importance. All right. So my number one process is the hiring process. And it's really, really crucial. Whenever I was working with Jason Selk, he actually really encouraged me to work on this because we were in the middle of hiring people. It was a real pain. He's like, do you have a system for it? I'm like, I was like no, actually, I don't. Now we're, we're able to take it and just when we need new people, we just plug it in. We, we start the process and it goes. And it starts with obviously the job ad. We have a bunch of just canned job ads that we have inside of Tetra that we basically just copy and paste and edit for our needs. But we have them for, you know, for associates, for what we call a triple C's, case managers. They're already formatted a little bit different. So we post that. That's a pretty obvious part of it. Then we start with a phone interview because we just want to kind of get a feel for them, make sure that they're normal, make sure that they're good on the phone. Because one of the deal breakers for us is if you're not, if, it doesn't matter what the position is. If you're not good on the phone, you're not going to work for us. It's just, you got to be, you got to have some sort of phone etiquette. So phone process, if they make it past that, we then send them an application via email and they have to fill it out and then send it back to us via PDF. It's one of those things that it weeds out a lot of people that can't figure out how to do that. If you can't figure out how to send us back a PDF, you're gone. After they've done that, they do a personality test. After they've done a personality test, we have them do a series of quizzes. If it's for an associate, we have them send us a writing sample. They make it past that point. Then they do their first full interview. And then after that, we have an interview with them that's over coffee. Now with with uh, COVID, we've, we've been doing that a little bit different. We've been doing that just a, a nice little chat via Zoom. And then if we need it for our fourth interview, if we're down to a couple of candidates, we do another interview in the office with a couple of follow-up questions. So that's the process. And it's if you're wondering what the point of having the coffee is, it's because we want to see how they interact with people in an unscripted environment. And it works really, really well. We want to see how to make sure that they treat people with respect and can sort of think on their toes, even though it's not that much of a thing where you're you know, having to think on your toes that much. It's still, you do pick up on little bitty things. It's kind of a, a nice revealing thing for us. So that is our hiring process. Well, I'm really glad you brought that up because for several reasons. One is I think that might be something that most people 
do a lot on the fly and don't think to systematize it. That's one thing that I liked about what you said. Also, we have a relatively similar process to what you outlined, but the great part is I don't really know what that whole process is. I sort of get involved at the part that I need to, which is talking to the person. Now, we have officially hired our first person that I never met, so I'm really excited about that. This is going to be Amani's admin assistant, and I did not meet them, so I'm glad to be getting out a little bit of that as well. I was thinking that, you know, that coffee that you mentioned, you know, I wonder if it wouldn't be fun to do it at the same coffee place every time and to talk to the people at the place, say, hey, look, I'm going to come in here with these prospects and I want you to always screw up their order, bring in something wrong, you know, with their order, just so we can see how they react. Now, that's a little bit manipulative and a little bit dysfunctional, but I think it would be interesting because, you know, you might not have an opportunity at all to see how they interact with other people. If like if they get there first or if they sit down and make their order before you get there, you might not have that chance to see how they actually interact. I love to see how people treat you know, staff at a restaurant when the young man I met with in Baltimore about our lawyer job in D.C., I was watching for sure to see how he interacted with the, the support staff and he, and he passed that with flying colors. I think that's a great idea because the places we do go to are places that we go to on a regular basis and I can easily set that up. I think that's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. I'm stealing that. Although I don't like to do things like that too much. I don't like to create things like that, but it's a great idea. I do because it, it, it does force that situation where they've got to react and it shows their true colors because you know how it is, man. Sometimes people, they can fake it. You know what I mean? And if you throw something that's unscripted like that at them, they may not be able to handle it. So I really like that idea. I'm stealing it. By the way, we're in the middle of hiring two new people. What I love about it is, I mean, I created the system, so I, I know what it is, but I haven't talked to one freaking person and we've been interviewing people the last two weeks. So it's been great and awesome. So. All right. What is your second system? So I think we both had one related to leads. And so if I had to put this in order of priority, this would be my number one. And that is, you know, the system for the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel. You know, we have it well tuned now with the people that come into our atmosphere. You know, they, they come into the hacking immigration law world. They might come in many different ways from YouTube, from email, from Facebook, from past referrals whatever, but, you know, we have a system for capturing every lead and then uh, marketing to them based on what they're interested in. And then we have a system for our leads team to follow up with the person and to qualify the lead. If the lead is qualified, they have the chance to talk to a lawyer. And one of the big things about qualifying them there is that they're open to the prospect of paying the kind of legal fees that we charge. And then, and only then do they talk to the lawyer. And then if they talk to the lawyer and things go well, the lawyer can have the contract on their phone to them in 60 seconds. It's really remarkable. Now, this system and the next system that we're going to talk about from my end are things that we spent hours and hours and hours building. And it's like my old friend Marwan said that he learned from the army is, you know, go slow to go fast, you know? And so we had to really go slow. And actually our contract thing is always a work in progress. We're we're actually going back to PandaDoc because we've we've really developed this really pretty attorney-client agreement that looks really nice, and we're just about ready to finish that up. And that system will continue into after they sign the contract, then they're automatically invoiced. So we're going to have a system from the moment they say, yes, yeah, send me the contract to paying us money. 
that will all be automated and all trackable. And, you know, with that well-built-out funnel, you can see where people are falling through the cracks. So that is my number one system and the thing that we rely on the most. And that's the thing. I mean, you before you had leaks in the boat, right? And so that was money. The leaks was money going through the boat. And now you can look at it and say, okay, this is where there's a leak in the boat and that's where I can fix it. And you're right. This is my number two as well. And it's down to leads, right? It's our lead system. Ours is very similar to yours because ours is crafted based on the Gary Falkowitz podcast series that you did. And we've got our scripts and everything based upon that. We have a form that our people fill out. So our, our triple C's, those are the people that answer the phones. They do what's called a micro intake and they, have, they go through a script. They fill out the form. They ask a bunch of questions. And based upon those questions, essentially one of three things happens. Either the case is declined. We send it over to a case manager to case uh, to sign up the case. Or if it's one that an attorney needs to review, it goes into a case review section in Biggin. So it's, it's a Kanban board where it's slid over. And then an attorney does get on, but we try to remove the attorney from the situation to get the case signed up right away. But let's say it is a case, the contract goes out immediately while they're on the phone. So you slide over in, in Biggin, the, the lead over, in, in a, I'm, I'm saying slide over. If you're looking at a Kanban board, we have something called send contract. You slide it over to send contract. Contract goes out automatically. They receive it. We make sure that they sign it over the phone. Once they sign the contract electronically, it automatically opens up a file in FileVine. So, so no one has to go in and do double entry. It's just once that initial information is entered in, boom, 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 it's opened up once they've signed it. And then what we do is called a full intake and then a case manager goes through and does a full intake. So we get that basic information at the beginning until they've signed the case. And then we go and do, we do that full, more detailed, probably 45 minute long, thorough intake. Nice. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Cause like you said though, we had to slow down. We had to build it out. It took some time. Uh, you know, I hit some roadblocks myself, so I had to hire someone, and they they've finished it out for me. And it's it's one of those things that you once you've got that down, it saves hours upon hours upon hours. But then also you see where okay, we get this lead here. What's going on with this lead? You can point to that lead, and either either they're a dead lead at a certain point, or there's someone that we can go back to. We signed up a case. That's the case we really, really wanted. And we had been following up and following up and following up. And one Saturday, it was last Saturday, actually, out of the blue, I get an alert that the contract's been signed and a new, and the base of the file's been opened up automatically in FileVine. And it's because we had been continually following up with her repeatedly. And we knew that because it was on our Kanban board and we could follow up with it. So it was pretty exciting. It was a really, really big case. So it's really, really important. And also, here's another thing. I'll add this before we get to the next one. It also allows us to project because we put a, our average case value on it and it, it automatically auto-populates once the lead comes through and it, it inputs our average case value. And so we know we can project out in six to nine months how much money we're going to make based upon those projections. Pretty cool. Have you heard? Max Lacan is back live and in person this fall at the Ameristar Casino Resort and Spa in St. Charles, Missouri. We can't wait to gather with hundreds of you to reunite with OG Maximum lawyers and finally meet the newer community members. This event is for you if you're searching for the best ways to scale your law firm and you're craving connections with like-minded legal entrepreneurs. MaxLawCon 2021 has a full-day exclusive Guild Member Mastermind Day on Monday, October 11th, with the two-day general conference on Tuesday, October 12th, and Wednesday, October 13th. 
These two days will be full of actionable, proven, strategic content from experts that have been in your shoes. There's no conceptual thought or theoretical strategies behind any of these sessions. Everything you hear at MaxLawCon 2021 are tested, proven tactics to get more clients and maximize your firm. That's why we put people on stage who have actually done it. Hear the latest ideas, strategies, and insights from our speakers. To learn more and grab your ticket today, head to maxlacon.com. I think there's a couple of things to note about all this too. And one is that, you know, I always thought that the reason you wanted to systematize was to make your firm go faster. And there's certainly that aspect of it too. But also, if you do your systems right, it's also really going to cut down on mistakes. I think that's something that sort of gets lost in the drive towards systems is that you think that it's just about making things faster, but really it's about squeezing out the opportunity for error. And that's really where that time comes from is like figuring out all the ways something can go off track and then make it what I would say dummy proof so that you almost can't make certain mistakes. And then whenever a mistake pops up, you tweak the system. I completely agree. I mean, there's the speed element. It probably has sped things up quite a bit, but you, I mean, there are a lot of benefits like where you're going to make more money, right? That's another part of it because you're not going to lose out on those leads. You're going to make it, you know, dummy proof like you're talking about. You are going to be able to do more on a file because you've automated parts of it, right? So, you know, I talk to people all the time how, oh, I really wish I had time to do this, 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 and this on a file, but we just don't have enough time. Well, you automate stuff like this and guess what? You now have time to do those things that you think are important on that file. So it does free up your time to do other things. This is a great segue into my third system that I can't live without, and that is our lawsuit preparation system. So in the old days, when I would file lawsuits against USCIS or the State Department, that would be Jim pulling up the last complaint that we did, plugging in the new client's information, plugging in the details of his case or her case, and then you know, issuing a new lawsuit or creating a new lawsuit off that. We didn't. I wasn't even using a template. I would just go through and cut and paste and take out the old one and put in the new one. That was obviously very slow and it also led to lots of mistakes. So Kelsey Bratcher and I spent literally 44 hours, 44 hours of actual time building out a template for lawsuits. And it's, it's changed twice, but now we have, I think 12 or 13 different template types. So it's just what kind of case is it? Plug in the information into FileVine, hit a button, and out comes the lawsuit, and out comes the summonses for federal court. So we finished up that project about a year and a half ago, so like early 2020. And in December, I had a new paralegal start on December 10th, and by the end of the year, she had filed 14 lawsuits on her own with you know, like five minutes of gym time. So that has allowed us now at this time, we've, we've sued them 900 times and we've got it down pat. Now we can even change it based on which court it is. We had been filing all of our lawsuits in DC, but now we have a drop down for wherever it is. It just sends it out with that proper case information or court information. So it's pretty great. And I'm almost completely out of lawsuits except for when issues arise. See, I love that. And we're, it's one that's on our list. It's lower on our list. We, we can, I think our lawsuits are a little easier because ours are all Word documents and yours are more PDFs and you had to develop a system. And 
it's one of the systems that we've got doc gen sort of, but we still have to go in and make some edits, but ours are a little easier than yours, but it, it's on our list to do something similar. And you're right about those federal court summonses. You have to actually, it does, that's such a pain in the butt because you've got to fill out your own summonses. I know it's for some of you, you have to do that in your state, but Missouri, you don't have to. Missouri, they just, the courts do it for you. It's kind of easy, but it's kind of a pain in the butt after you file it, you got to go in and actually know with federal court, you got to fill it in before and file it with your lawsuit, but it's, it's a total pain. Well, mine, I think this is the one I think might be surprising for people. It's our deposition training. And, and what we used to do was, you know, you meet with the client for about an hour or so, and then, you know, you do the deposition prep and then you have the deposition. And sometimes we'd have like a, also a pre-depo call, but we were finding that the, the clients just were not prepared with that one meeting. They just weren't, they had a lot of questions. And we'd also like, basically the process before was you send out this little, you know, PDF for them to review and then you have a meeting about it and then maybe a phone call and then you have the depot but clients just weren't very prepared for their depositions and so what we had built out instead is a deposition training course it's a series of emails and an actual course inside of mighty networks the app and they get a series of emails with trainings and it i mean it's a very in-depth thorough training i know everyone in the guild or most people in the guild have, have actually gone and looked at it but we, it's a combination of actual text and video and pictures, and we've spent a lot of time on it. And we found that our clients are so much more prepared for these depositions. We save a ton of time because we make sure we track to see if they've been doing it, right? With this, with Mighty Networks, I can see how much of the course they've actually completed. They can't lie to me about it. They can try, but I'm going to know that they're lying. So now the process is, is that we, we send this notice out to them and these trainings out to them. They, the most difficult part for them is they've got to download the app if they want to do it on their phone, but they have the option of doing it on their computer or their phone. And then they get a series of emails that go out to them that's automated about doing the trainings, what they should be focusing on for that day. And then we do just a 30-minute phone call if they need it. And it usually takes 15 minutes now because we make sure that they've gone through the training and they are so well prepared for the depositions. And it saves us time on the prep part of it, but it also prepares them better for their deposition. And that means more money for the firm. So it's a pretty incredible process that we have that's that saved us a ton, a ton of time and made us more money. We should totally be doing a similar thing, you know, for our naturalization interviews and our green card interviews. I already have so much content about that. But if we just put that into a place where they had to actually view it and we could keep track of that, I mean, that would really cut down on the prep time because we have to prepare our clients for their interviews. And if we could limit that and cut that down, let's make a deal. I'm going to push back on you saying our lawsuits are simple, so we don't need to build templates because we're in Word and you're in PDF. And blah, 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 blah. Let's That's make fine. a deal. Or maybe we should have a race. Can I get my interview prep system ready before you can get your Word lawsuit system ready? Okay. We're, I mean, we're in the middle of another push. So, well, let, I mean, let's give ourselves some cushion. Let's say by this is today, we're recording this on July 1st. Let's say by August 15th. Let's see if we can both get it done by August 15th. Okay. Deal. All right. All right. Um, Loser buys lunch. Well, if we both get it done, then we'll just go out to lunch with each other. Deal on Max Law Dime. It'll be a strategy session. I like it. Yeah. Well, that's all good stuff. I mean, I think that, you know, you are more inclined, I think, with your background. And just the way that you think, I mean, in your background in the military, thinking of systems and, you know, optimizing things. And that's not necessarily my strong suit, but I have learned a lot 
of the value of systems. And that's, that's, I think that, you know, people sort of put systems on this pedestal and some people say, I'm not good at systems, but the fun thing is everybody already has a system. You know, if you're not optimizing the way you produce your lawsuits, there's some system out there that you're using. It's just not well documented or well optimized. So it's really just about looking at the systems that you already have. And that might be a good starting point, like to say, how do we do things now? Or as Seth Godin would say, this is how we do things around here. And then do we want to make that better? Do we want to make it a little bit easier? And, and, and I'm a big believer in incremental improvements. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm going to have to look and see how you do yours because there are certain things that have to be tailored to that case. And so I'm, I do want to take a peek at yours and I'll send you my depot training so you can steal some ideas from that as well. Because I, I do think it'll be super beneficial for yours. I thought about that. I just assumed that you already had that, to be honest with you. I thought you had, had some sort of training. And what's the cool about our depot training is we did take a bunch of the videos that I'd already created and just copied and pasted them into the new Money Networks app. And then also a lot of the other content that we'd already written we were able to do, just take that content and put it into our stuff. And so we didn't really have to do much new stuff. A lot of it was just compiling it into the new training for people. But yeah, I'll share that with you. You share yours with mine and we'll see if we can meet that August 15 deadline. Well, as is often the case with me, at least, I have a lot of the content that we could use for that training, It's but it's all diffuse and it's all out in the atmosphere. It's not well organized. So that's really going to be the biggest part of it. But yeah, for yeah. sure. You got people for that. You got people for that. All right, let's wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to, if you're interested in getting involved in the guild, go to maxlawguild.com. You can get maximum lawyer and minimum time as a part of your membership. If you're interested in going to the conference, we had a bunch of people sign up yesterday, which was fantastic because that's whenever prices increased. But if you want to go to the conference, go to maxlawcon.com. And if you don't mind, while you're listening to the rest of this episode, give us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? This is a, an interesting hack I've been thinking about a lot. You know, we've been playing around with our YouTube videos, and one of my greatest advisors on my YouTube videos is my 12-year-old daughter. Now, Gary V loves to say that when he meets, like, random teenagers or people under the age of 20, he always asks them, hey, can I look at your home screen on their phone? Like, he, he views that as, like, sacred space. Like, he loves to keep track of what the kids these days are looking at. And with my YouTube videos, North giving me a lot of really good advice. She's like, no, you don't want to have it be too polished because then people think it's just like salesy. Or I remember one time she said, dad, why are you making it all hardcore? These, these videos are supposed to be fun. So I think even with Jackson and them, it's really interesting to see their perspective on things. I mean, Nord thinks it's hilarious that I have 33,000 YouTube subscribers and she's always rating my videos and telling, giving me content and their ideas and things. So if you have teenagers around or under teenagers, tweeners, whatever, talk to them about, you know, what, how they consume content, talk to them about what they find authentic and what they find fake or what they find interesting or what makes them want to watch. I mean, you know, the funny thing is people in the old days would say, I want to be a baseball player or I want to be an actress. And now they all say, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a YouTuber. So I think there's a lot of information and a lot of good advice that you can get from the younger set. Totally agree. And it's really kind of funny you say that. Jackson tells me, I don't know how many times a week that he wants to be a YouTuber. He's, it's what he wants to do. It's kind of funny. So I've sort of tried to pull back a little bit on that just because it's, you know, I don't really want him on 
YouTube right now, but he's send him to me. I'll give him some tips. <laughs> he would love it. I'm sure he would love it. No, but I think it's great advice. And you know, it's funny. I guess as time goes by, and I told you this earlier. I think last week, where I'm studying to be a, be a pilot, right? Like get my private pilot's license, and I'm learning about my my learning. And there's I'm actually going through two courses. One's basically all reading, and the other one is all videos. And I way more prefer the ones all videos, and they cover it covers all the same content, but it is I can't stand reading all that. It's just so boring. But the, the, when this guy's actually giving it to me in video, it's so much easier to go through. So it's good. It, it is good understanding how people learn. I think that's I think it's a good idea, Jimmy. So my tip of the week is, you know, those little tabs like whenever you open in Safari on your phone or if you use Chrome on your phone, like you see this, you know, you kind of go through those. Right. And for those of you listening, I'm, I was holding my phone up. Do you ever wanted to reorder those? Have you ever, have you ever like, oh, I want this one in the front? If, all right. So I figured this out the other day. If you press and hold on it, you can actually move the tabs to where you want them. See that? Isn't that pretty cool? So you can actually move those tabs inside of Safari or Chrome, whichever one you want. So that's my tip. This is, is more of a Mac tip, an Apple tip, but on your iPhone. If you want to move those tabs around on your whenever you're browsing, you can do that just by pressing and holding, and you can move them. And I discovered that the other day. That's funny. I'm looking at Amy's looking at me now, just shaking her head like, "Yeah, duh." But I did not realize that. So I know there are people listening to this that didn't realize that either. So that we is sound, my tip of the week. We sound like a couple old fogies. Yeah, we do. I'm yeah, learning do. about tabs on Safari, and <laughs> I'm learning how to tweak my YouTube videos from the kids. Yeah, pretty much. But you know what? Hey, it's it that's it's an important lesson, you know. Like, don't get stuck in your ways. Hi, this is Jim Hacking, immigration lawyer, coming to you live from the old folks' home. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, it's been fun. I'll yep. talk to you later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to maximumlawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.